Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas, and we're live here on a Monday evening, May 7, 2018. I'm your host. The big man on campus here, uh, completing another day, another dollar here uh, on Viva La Vegas. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, we'll go all the way we can. Uh, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, whatever you want to talk about, uh, we're here to chat about it tonight. Uh, interesting night in hoops. The Sixers uh, live another day. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, the Cavs are blistering hot right now. Uh, it's basically the end of the third quarter, and they're still shooting 64% uh, from the field. Uh, they've made half their threes. They're just murdering the Toronto Raptors. And, look, this Toronto Raptor team, man, is gutless, man. They are just completely gutless. Um, we'll get to that here as well. A uh, little baseball tonight. Only seven games in the card. Do have a couple games in progress uh, right now. Had a couple games uh, that have already finished. Big night for the Philadelphia Phillies, Chicago Cubs. Astros are rolling, uh, and I feel really happy about that because I, I pegged that one perfectly. Uh, Brett Anderson's a fucking mug, uh, and listen, I mean, Keuchel is a gamer. I mean, look, I know he you know he's only pitched one inning so far, but this Astro lineup was going to get going, and Brett Anderson was the per- perfect guy to get going against. Um, I gave that out play of the day. Hopefully, we can cash um, on, in our first one here of the season. So, um, you know, they're up 5 nothing. a big night. Uh, as we start here, Springer with a three-run bomb. Uh, they're, they're just jumping all over Brett Anderson. Uh, so it could be a crooked number for that. Hopefully, uh, they keep the pedal to the metal. Uh, but again, uh, welcome in. Blackjack Fletcher in the air right now on his way to Las Vegas. He's got to do a couple things for uh, the Action Network. We are presented by the Action Network. Uh, make sure you check out everything uh, that they're doing over there. Blackjack does a nice job of uh, – getting his articles out and, and everything as well. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, also, uh, we are sponsored by the great folks. The phone line sponsored by the great folks at Southtown 101, 101 Prater Street in San Antonio, Texas. You're ever in the area, you live in San Antonio, you're looking for a new place to eat. You're in the area, you're going to be there for an event or something. Check out Southtown 101. Great food, great entertainment, great uh, people. Uh, fantastic burgers, breakfast, beer, uh, anything you could ask for from a uh, corner bar and grill. A great place to go on a weekend or wherever. Uh, just a great place. Uh, check out Southtown 101 when you're in San Antonio, Texas. 101 Parada Street and tell them that uh, Viva La Vegas sent you. Um, let's uh, get into it here. Uh, obviously, the big news tonight is the Sixers prolonging this series. And you look at what they did tonight, obviously Brett Brown made a nice decision. Finally makes a nice decision and takes Robert Covington out of starting lineup. Robert Covington doesn't belong in the starting lineup for this team. He just doesn't. Um, and you put McConnell in gigantic 19 points. He was absolutely huge. He was a spark plug for them all night. Um, really was just pestering everyone 
on the Boston Celtics, and he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, 19 points, you know, plus 18, plus minus. Um, you had a couple assists, five assists, seven rebounds, uh, two steals. I mean, he was just fantastic. Everything you could ask for uh, from a point guard tonight, he gave you that. You look at Sarge, huge night for Dario. Dario has not played well in this series. Uh, he didn't play particularly well in the first series either. 25 tonight, brings you eight boards. And, and you look at the Sixers. I mean, they didn't shoot the ball overly well. I mean, they only shot the ball 40%. They only made 27% of their threes, but they did the little things. They out-rebounded the Celtics 53-43, and they didn't turn the basketball over. And it's amazing what happens when you don't turn the ball over. And you look at the eight turnovers. Four were by Ben Simmons, and they were bad turnovers. They were lobs. They were just stupid passes. Um, Ben had a pretty good night, but he's got to clean that stuff up as far as not turning the basketball over because the score could have been a lot – you know, you know, a lot larger. It could have been up 17, 18, if not for some of the poor turnovers. Um, they didn't shoot the ball well tonight. The bench didn't give them the whole lot. Uh, Bellinelli gave you a couple uh, off off the bench, but you know, there wasn't a lot of of, of bench scoring here for the Sixers tonight. Uh, and they just, you know, they outplayed the Celtics tonight. They wanted it more. Um, they out rebounded them. They just did some of the little things. You look at the Celtics tonight: 15 turnovers. Um, you, you had, you know, everyone kind of gave into that number. Um, they fouled a lot. Uh, and keep in mind, though, um, both teams shot the same number of free throws. So as far as that whole, well, the refs kept the Sixers in it, bullshit. Sixers outplayed the Celtics tonight. They just did. Um, but it's nice to see them. Uh, they, they, you know, it's too late, unfortunately. But, hey, um, you never know. Uh, one game down, we'll see how it goes. I don't think the Sixers are going to win this series. I know they're not going to win this series. But it was nice to see them fight a little bit at home. Uh, they were very good. And McConnell, it's hard to not like TJ. I've wondered why he hasn't gotten the, the um, you know, he hasn't gotten the love. I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, and, and, you know, he's, uh, he, he's getting it now. So, uh, you know, good for him. Uh, he deserves it. Great job. Um, so we'll move on with the Sixers. Uh, they live another day and uh, head back up to Boston, uh, still down three, one, uh, now you head back up to Boston for a Wednesday night, uh, game and look, if the Sixers are able to win that, um, Friday night could be real fun in South Philadelphia uh, if they get there. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, um, but look, Brett Brown was good tonight. Uh, you know, he, he didn't make many mistakes. I thought he made a great decision with McConnell. Um, real, really impressive. So, uh, that's that. Uh, if you want to talk more sixes, you have, you know, you want to talk LeBron, whatever you want. Uh, NBA is really going, uh, like I thought it would tonight. Um, for me though, with the Cavs, I just didn't bet this game. I, I was skeptical with it. I, I didn't want to lay points to the Cavs because look, generally they just don't cover numbers. They're going to cover tonight though. Uh, Toronto has crawled over, um, this one, I guess at the end of the first quarter, it was a pretty close game, but Cleveland was starting to pull away a bit. Uh, they were up 63-44 at halftime, uh, 47 at halftime. They had a big lead. I mean, they're up 28 right now. This is just a pathetic performance by the uh, Toronto Raptors. I mean, th- there's no other way to put it. Cleveland shooting 65%. The defense for the uh, for the Toronto Raptors has been absolutely appalling in this series. Absolutely appalling. And you got to ask yourself if you're a fan of the Raptors. I mean, we talked about it last night. Where do they go from here? They have a lot of changes that need to be made. This is not a good basketball team right now. Uh, And look, Kyle Lowry tonight, five points. He's taken seven shots. 
He's a minus 23 plus minus. Adenobi, I mean, what a mess this guy's been the whole series. I mean, he can't defend and he can't make any shots. I mean, why is he still starting? Seriously, I mean, why is he still starting? That's coaching. Why is he starting over Valanciunas? Can you explain that? I don't see that. I don't get it. DeRozan, 13 tonight. I mean, not good enough. Minus 29. Look at the Cavs. 25 for LeBron. Twenty. Kevin Love, uh, over the last couple of games, has been very good. Kevin Love has been really impressive, blocking shots. Uh, I thought he was fantastic in this game tonight. I mean, it seemed like everything he did worked. Uh, George Hill gives you 12. Nice little night for him. Uh, he gets to start. Um, Corver. I mean, about time, Corver, four for five from three, uh, does what he does best. Jared Smith, I mean, he was unconscionable in the first half. Couldn't miss, seemed like. That, that's a perfect night for you. If if the Cavs play like this, I mean, no one's beating them in the East. This is what you've waited for from the Cavs all year. Question is, can they get it every night? We'll see. Give me a call if you want to chat, 917-889-3290. Again, 917-889-3290. I hope the phone lines are working. Seem like they are, Uh, but we'll see. Um, You know, we'll we'll get to people if if you want to chat. Love to hear from you. Um, So, yeah, I mean, how's this going to go? I mean, obviously, uh, I don't think the Sixers are going to advance. Um, Obviously, it'd be historic if they did. They'd be the first team in 130 series to win a game uh, or win a series down 3 nothing. Um, but, listen, I mean, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just making a point here. Philadelphia's had a special year. Eagles win the Super Bowl. Villanova wins uh, the tournament. I mean, seriously, after Carson Wentz went down, did anyone think the Eagles could win the Super Bowl? No one did. I didn't. None of the fans did. I mean, after the Sixers went down 3 nothing, did anyone think they'd win? I didn't. Most fans don't. You never know. We'll see. Game five, we'll see if we get a line for that. I would think it's out now. I have to check. I wasn't able to uh, look before the show started. Uh, obviously, the uh, Sixers will be an underdog. The uh, question is, how many points will they be an underdog? Um, it is obviously another must win. Uh, Sixers are, um, wow, Sixers are a favorite. How about that? Sixers are one and a half point favorite. I, I'm sure they'd be an underdog. I was going to say two, two and a half. Wow. Sixers open do- a favorite in Boston um, on Wednesday. That's interesting. Can they go into Boston and win? And, and you just look at this series. I mean, and, and this is why I think for Sixer fans, it's pretty irritating. You look at game one, didn't play well. Should have lost the game. They did. Game two, you're up 22. Should have won the game. Didn't. Should have won game three. Didn't. Brad Stevens said it best. First, and that's what makes me so disgusted with this team. Because as bad as they played, they should be up 3-1 right now. That's what's so disgusting about this. Like, for as bad as the Sixers played, for as good as the Celtics looked at times, the Sixers still should probably should be up 3-1. And that's what's so irritating. You're letting guys like Terry Rozier beat you. And, and listen, all due respect to Terry Rozier, I'm not going to blow my load because Terry Rozier had a good three-game 
It's that. And, and let's be real. That's what ter- Terry Rozier's come out of nowhere. Terry Rozier's seven points a game in his career, 19 minutes a game. He's a fucking bench warmer. That's what he is. Let's not act like Terry Rozier's some unbelievable player. He's a bum. He's a nobody. He's been a nobody. And if you want to come and comment, contact me about it, go ahead. He's a bum. He's a bench warmer. That's what he's been his whole career. It's only recently he started getting a shot, and he's taking it. Good for him. But don't come at me telling me, oh, Terry Rozier's the pa-. Yeah, get out of here with that. This guy's a, a seven-point-a-game scorer. 19 minutes a game. A 37% shooter. I mean, come on with that. You know, that's the kind of guys that are beating you. Al Horford. I mean, Al Horford's been in the league for 30 years, it seems like. I'll admit, they've had great series. And I'll tell you what, Jason Tatum is going to be a star, man. And I think that could be one of the big regrets that the Sixers team's made. Because you see Fultz sitting on the sidelines, not doing a damn thing, cheering for T.J. McConnell. I mean, get a, you, you should be ashamed if you're uh, Fultz. I mean, you're sitting on the bench cheering for uh, T.J. McConnell, who was undrafted. Undrafted. You're sitting there cheering for him. Why aren't you on the court? I mean, I would be ashamed if I was him. It's it's criminal. And, and for all the Brad Stevens people, Brad Stevens is a good coach. One of the best in the league, but he's not the best coach in the league. Come on. So he was out he, he was out there making the uh you know, scoring all the points during that run they made? Come on, man. It's, listen, we, we overvalue coaches in, in the NBA. Let's remember. Could Brad could you make the case Brad Stevens maybe won them the game in game three? Uh, maybe. I'm going to tell you right now, though, if Brad Stevens wasn't the coach in Boston, they would still be up 3-1. The Sixers lost the games other than game one. You can argue with me. You can try to make it like he's a great coach. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a good coach. But you could have put Tyron Lue at that, at the, in that job. It wouldn't have changed the fact that the Sixers lost the game. It wouldn't change the fact that they turned the ball over. wouldn't change the fact that they uh, did stupid things late in the game. It, it didn't change the fact that in game two, they blew a 22-point lead. Brad Stevens didn't do that. Stop making Brad Stevens out to be – he's a good coach, but coaches are very overvalued in the NBA. They're babysitters, virtually. So, you know, same with Brett Brown. I mean, truthfully, you know, um, Brett Brown, you know, is – it's just average. I mean, I'm not saying I compare the two, but he's been – it's been. It's hard to get outcoached in the NBA just because they're all really good players, but uh, he's been outcoached. Uh, you know, I've said that many times. Uh, caller, you're live. You're the first caller. What's up? Uh, what's going on, big man? I just thought I'd check in. And uh, since Philadelphia has now moved on and the NBA up to Boston, I, I did want to listen to what you had to say. Um, TJ McConnell, here's what I have to say about this. I think T.J. McConnell, that move by Brett Brown, is a good move simply because it makes Joel Embiid play center instead of play power forward or guard or whatever he thinks he is because you have a point guard with the ball, and so Embiid naturally becomes a center instead of thinking he's the point guard because all the, all the players are the same size and you've got, like, one player playing five positions. And I think that happens in the NBA. And I, When I'm watching Cleveland play – here at Toronto, it reminds me of when Magic Johnson played at Michigan State and the biggest guy in the court was the point guard. 
and that was it. And I don't think today's NBA players are as good as some players I've seen. I, I don't think the greatest of all time is Michael Jordan or LeBron James. I, I almost think that the I would trade LeBron James for Kawhi Leonard straight up. I don't even think LeBron James is the best player in the league. That's my Come opinion. On. I think. Come on, Adams. Come on. Well, okay. You're not serious. Well, I'm, I'm bringing that up for thought. I'm just like creating a conversation piece. I'm not totally serious, but no, no I, got, I got you. And I, again, I, you know, I, you call in. I value your opinion, but I mean, come on, man. I mean, LeBron James is the best player ever. <laughs> I mean, no, you no, can no. laugh, but no. I mean, who, who, how is he not? Explain how he isn't. Physically, he's okay. He's better than Michael Jordan. I, I listen. I love Michael. I, I've well, made my, that very clear. Go ahead. Well, well, Michael's a great player, but neither one of them is as good as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Don't even, not even close. It's not close. That was that was a different league, and he's also what seven foot three. I mean, I know. But if you're gonna if you're gonna start a team, you're gonna start it with either Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched NBA for a long time. I have, and those are easily the two most dominating players around. Easy. I mean, right. And, and listen, if you say to me, I, I know, here's the thing. If you say to me, like, who's, I think centers, like, I often want to make the case that I, if you ask me, like, who dominating and best is a little different. Because, like, if you make, like, he's the best center, I will say, but you would agree that LeBron James is a much more valuable player as far as what he's doing on the entire court. Kareem's just going to stand in the paint and make shots, you know. I, I think no, LeBron's no, just more no. valuable. If, um, if you know, Kareem listen, was on I Toronto, think, Toronto would be killing Cleveland. Kareem would have 100 points. Who's going to guard him? Well, again, that you're, you're, oh. I don't disagree with you. And I'm not going to tell you, like, I think I think the three best bigs ever, you know, as far as, again, I, I, don't, I didn't watch Bill Russell. I, I don't know. I can't comment. But for me, it would probably be Kareem. Wilt's in there. Um, and, look, I thought Shaq was a dominating individual. I mean, as far as he was, you know, the things that he did, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. As far as if you say to me, I almost kind of don't even lump them in. I guess I'm kind of being discriminatory. You could say just because I'm not lumping centers. in. But <laughs> I don't know. It, I, you, you make well, a point. Well, I understand to, what you to, mean. Let, let me make another point. Let me, know, let I, me change it a little bit. Let me, let me change the conversation, but the same kind of um, discussion. Do you think that, like, for instance, Bob Gibson or Sandy Koufax would be able to strike batters out today? I think they, I think they would today. I mean, the hitters in base are bad. I mean, I, I mean, the, the strikeouts are, are very high in the MLB. Uh, it, it's, I mean, look at the league now. I don't know, though. That's a good question. I, I would also ask you, do, do you think okay. – um, you know, I look, at the, I look at the NBA when I was younger, like in the, the early 2000s, the 90s. The, the league was a lot better. I mean, you look at the league now, and while LeBron James is great, he's a dominating player, I look at the league now and say, I mean, be honest with yourself, Emza. Other than the Warriors, are there, is there a really great team in the NBA? Really? Oh, no. I, I think the talent in the game of the NBA is way, way down. I, I don't think the talent in the NBA is very good at all. I think the game is way low. I, way low. I, um, like... Um, Nobody like, could guard a team Elijah on. Like, who's going to guard him? Like, no, you know, I, I just I don't think the quality of play. 
and I think the three-point line, if it was me, I would either make the three-point line eliminated or I would eliminate the corner three-point line. Yeah, I mean, it's a three-point reliant game now. Yeah. And, and look, they're not going to do that. And, and look, I'm not going to say that – look, I, I enjoyed the NBA a lot more when I was a kid, but – I hear you. Uh, you. You make some good points, and you know, I, you, you kind of remind me of like my own my own father. Like, you know, he he would say the same thing. You know, you know, and you know, or my grandfather even. Like when when I was younger, you know, you know, these guys couldn't do shit, and you know, on our when I was a kid, you know, Bob Cousy and all these different people. Um, yeah, you know, it's sign of the times. I hear you. Uh, well, what else you got? It, it's hard to judge. Oh, um, well, the draw hit in the hockey game at plus 330. I thought that was uh, outstanding there tonight. And I've also took the draw in this Nashville-Winnipeg game. Um, And then, uh, baseball pitchers, let's move over. I I was on Eflin tonight, and it was really good to see him come out and pitch another uh, strong game for Philadelphia. And... uh, Baseball, I was reflecting back on baseball last year, and I was thinking, like, it's a long, slow grind. And do you remember the game where Johnny Reisheit was on this game as well? It was in Oakland, and the line moves were heavy with reverse line movement. Everybody was facing and everybody was scoring. And then the Oakland line went Way, way off, way, way and everybody jumped off. on, and Oakland got, uh, got uh, cream, and that was the reverse line that went for a while. And I was on Oakland. Yeah, I mean, I he's... That. But uh, I'm, I'm yeah, just makes me long for baseball. <laughs> that was easy. You my said you're what for baseball? Year. Uh, long for baseball, like uh, wish for baseball. Like it's it's great. It's good to see it. It's nice that it's here. Oh yeah, no baseball's cool. No, you're totally right. I yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, it's a long season. It's 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 an interesting season. I thought Eflin tonight was very good. He must have been watching what was going on over across the street, and uh, he did very well. I mean, four hits over six and two thirds. Listen, Jeff Samard yeah. was horrible tonight. Uh, Phillies look good. Uh, you know they were very good tonight. Uh, that was definitely one that I got wrong. Um, good call, Emza. I appreciate the uh, checking in, man. Uh, you uh, right, you got anything good on soccer tomorrow? On soccer? Well, I, you know, I'm thinking about taking Swansea tomorrow. I, I know they're yes, both I'm on fighting. Them. It's, it's, are you are you on Swansea? Yeah, I'm on them. I'm on Swansea City draw no bet. I, I I don't I don't really I'm not in I'm not interested in putting a ton of exposure on Swansea. So I'm going to take them drawing their bet. I mean, Southampton has been a hideous roadside, just two road wins all year. And I'll tell you what, Swansea has looked good against the bottom six in the Premier League. I mean, they've won all three home matches against those teams. I think home advantage would be a bit bit of a difference here. Yeah, I like drawing a bet, plus 120, pretty good play. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I kind of like Swansea too. It, they, they seem to win against similar opponents, like bad teams. Um, yes. And then yes. The, now or uh, never. Anything else on the Wednesday card that you like yet? Uh, well, I mean, I'm actually, um, I mean, that's what, what it, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm getting confused as to what matches are tomorrow and what are Wednesday. Uh, well, I'm on Juventus. I mean, which is Wednesday, I believe, and Copa. Uh, I, I really like them. They, they'll beat AC Milan. They're going for four straight Copa Italia wins and uh, league wins. 
Um, I'm on that. Uh, far as Premier League, uh, yeah, Wednesday, I like Chelsea win to nil. Um, Huddersfield are horrendous. Um, yeah. They're awful on the road. I like that. I like Arsenal. I think they'll beat Leicester City. Leicester City is completely packed it in. They hate their manager. Uh, they want him gone. Uh, that's straight from the board. Uh, the players don't care. They're ready to go to the beach. Uh, Arsenal will get their home their road form in an attack this week uh, at Leicester. Could see a high-scoring game there. I did take Arsenal in over 2.5 as well at plus 165. Uh, and then I also like uh, Manchester United and West Ham uh, United over on Thursday. But the the Chelsea and the the Arsenal and, and Swansea, I'm, I'm definitely in on. Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, awesome. The yeah, soccer is great. Awesome. The end of the year uh, soccer. I'm, I'm looking at the draws, kind of what I'm doing, like what you said in that first match. You might look at the draw a little yep. bit. Um, but Sounds yeah, so good. I will. Thanks. Thanks. Much, yeah. Uh, we'll talk yep. to you soon. Take it easy. All right, man. Out. See you later. All right. Let's keep it going. Plenty of calls tonight. We'll keep it going. Caller, what's up? Bubba! 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 Uh, caller, what's up? Hey, am I on, big man? Yo, you're live. What's up? Uh, what's up, big man? It's Nick from Dallas. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about the layout of, uh, the rest of these Eastern Conference, uh, semis, and then obviously whoever's going to play Cleveland in the, uh, conference finals. I'm just thinking, uh, who is the who do you think has defended LeBron best his entire career? Who's the toughest defender against LeBron? Like who can stop? Uh in the current NBA? Well, I'm just or thinking like, like in the past, remember I mean not ever ever, I just maybe the past, you know, a few years like I'm thinking uh that that Stevenson uh, Desha- uh Stevenson obviously Lance but uh the guy that was I, I with think, the uh, with the Mavs a few years back in that playoff run in the finals. Yeah, I mean Tony Tony Allen was a great defender. Uh, you know, guys like uh, you know Tayshon Prince was a good defender. But I, right now, I would say I think the most equipped team to handle him would be uh, Boston. I mean, um, you know, Marcus Smart's a good defender. Jalen Brown's been a good defender. You know, even Horford's a good defender. Um, I, I I don't. I don't know about the Sixers. Obviously, that would be a problem. Uh, Covington has been mm-hmm. a massive disappointment. I think LeBron James would absolutely destroy Covington. Um, you know, this this Cavs team is really good. I mean, right now they've really impressed me. Um, yeah. I, I've been surprised as uh, as to how good they've played. Um, I, I would say probably Boston. Uh, I, I think he would eat the Sixers alive, frankly. Because honestly, watching you know his, the last few years, the teams that give, you know, the Cavaliers frets besides obviously the Warriors has been someone that can be dig into uh, LeBron's skin and everything, you know, someone that gets under his skin. Well, and, like and, how Lance was last series and stuff like that. I think Boston could do that. I, I think they have some you real you know, raw guys. I think Marcus Smart, you know, even, even uh, you know, Jalen Brown, you know, guys like that. But, I mean, you look at the Sixers. I mean, you look at that group as far as defensively. They were very good defensive efficiency-wise. I mean, third in the league this year in defensive efficiency. But you look at that position, that wing defender. You ask yourself who it's going to be. The only thing that worries me about the 76ers defensively is what defender do they have that's better than that OG Anubi 
guy that Raptors that the Raptors had this series. No, and he he's been he's been a mess. Uh, they don't they don't have anyone. Uh, Covington has been a pure disgrace, disgusting mess. Uh, Bellinelli can't defend you and me. Um, the only serve mm-hmm. purpose he serves is to make shots. Um, Ilyasova, he may be Ilyasova, but I mean he can only play certain no, you know yeah. certain periods. He's he's a hard new character. Oh, I'm telling you, he's a hard new character. You can't rely on him. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you can't. I mean, he played 27 minutes against the Celtics in game uh, in game three, but yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, and he's a good NBA player. I I always want him on my team. He's going to give you 100. percent He plays hard. He plays tough. But yeah, I mean, you can't count him. They they don't have a ton of people to count on, really. Um, they would struggle against, and they did struggle against the Cavs at times this year. Um, yeah, I, I don't it, – it doesn't look good. So, if we're if we're flipping forward and we're thinking the Celtics would be the me- best matchup for against LeBron, uh, who's the defensive stalwart that could take out the hottest guy on the Celtics right now, which for some reason is Terry Rozier, but theoretically yeah, who that, could stop uh, Al Horford? No, I, I know what you mean. Like Al Horford and guys that go on runs on it. Like, who's the best defender for the Cavs? You know who matches up perfectly uh, for the Celtics. I, I think the best defender for the the Cavs. Are, look, I think Kevin Love's been fantastic over the last couple of games. He's been really good. I mean, yeah, he's just got been over all over the game. Game one. Uh, you know, I I think Tristan Thompson's still a pretty good defender, but he hasn't got much run lately. Um, uh, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I don't think. It, whether it's the Cavs, it's the Celtics or Sixers, which I think it'll be the Celtics. I, I've said on, on record, I don't think the Sixers are going to – they might win a game or two, but they're not going to go up and win four straight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Embiid would be interesting to see how he would do. I don't know, maybe – you know, I, I think he – you know, he obviously can, can guard out Horford at times, but he hasn't been able to really been too successful with it. I guess Tristan Thompson or Love probably. Um, and then finally, did you catch anything of what uh, Kenny Smith said on the uh, pregame at you know, on TNT today about the uh, Sixers? I, I did not. He wants them to be – he thinks it would be better if the Sixers would be swept rather than losing 4-1 because of, you know, the mentality they have training for the coming year and it would be the best thing for Philadelphia in the future if they, you know, realize no, I, like, I, how bad they were. I think that's – I think that's uh... – I think that's high level thinking from him. I I, I did I agree the same way. Um, you know, here, here's how I look at um, the Sixers and how I would want them to do. And, and I relate this to, and I don't know how familiar you are, but obviously, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm a big Meek Mill fan. You know that since he was a kid, I followed Meek Mill. Um, yeah, and I yeah. followed Meek Mill because when I was coming up, he he was kind of the same age as me. And I remember seeing him when we were young, 16. I remember seeing him rapping. And I remember when, when he was first kind of discovered by people in, in Philly, the DJs and stuff, he was hungry. He was like skinny. He was hungry. He he put everything in the rap. Like he, he wanted to get on. He wanted to get put on, you know, and then he got put on and yeah. then he started to get a little bit more and kind of accept it. You know, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm rich now. You know, I don't have to be his own my game. And I think that's where a lot of people said, because if you really know rap, you know Meek Mill would totally destroy Drake if it ever happened where they would battle or something. It wouldn't even be close. Um, but he kind of, you know, he got he fell in love with Nicki Minaj. He had all this stuff going on. That's what I look at the Sixers. Is I don't want them to get too complacent and say, well, we beat the, the Heat, you know, and, you know, we, we, we were right there. And, and listen, they, they should be 
annoyed because they were right there. They should be up 3-1, Nick. If you really look at the series, they played. Yeah, and I mean, you could, you could flip that, that first game. Obviously, it was a coin flip. But, like, yeah, they sh- it should definitely not be. I mean, this, game they this big won. of a deficit. They won the fourth. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want them to become too complacent. I don't want them to get, them to get fat and happy. You know what I mean? Um, and, and to me, Meek Mill is maybe at this point fat and happy. I still love him. I still lo- love the music he puts out. But he's not. Flamers won and, and those kind of Meek Mill. That was when Meek Mill right. was hungry. And, and, and you, know, you know what I mean? I don't want them to so get I, I, place. I understand then. what you're saying, yeah. So, I guess in all, who do you think – do you think Philadelphia – who's more likely to have more playoff wins next season, Philadelphia or the Boston Celtics? Well, that's a tough question because um, I, this is why I think we'll add to the reason LeBron comes to Philadelphia. How sweet would it be every year? for him to go up against his old nemesis, Kyrie Irving, every year. You got out in the West, you got Houston and Golden State. You get four big-time teams. If they can get LeBron, um, I think it'll be the Sixers. But obviously Celtics are coming back with Hayward. They're coming back with Tatum, who I think is going to be a star. They're coming back with Irving. Um, the Sixers need to go out and make moves. It all depends on if they make the moves. If they do, yeah. I think they will have more wins. But if they don't, if it's the same team next year, definitely Boston. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, definitely those – it's crazy whenever we're watching, you know, the Celtics and the 76ers, and I'm just thinking, why is Terry Rozier getting all this pub when if Kyrie knew how to, you know, use his legs properly and not get injured? Right. And, you know, it's obviously injury. And, that, and that's the thing. He, I mean, and, and that's why, show. you know – Right, and that's what you have to remember. Like, you, you, you know, certain people, you know, and it, it's in all walks of life, man, whether it's music or, or Twitter. I mean, there are guys that are popping for like a month or two and then they disappear and you never see them mm-hmm. again. You got to look at the guys that are always around. And, and, and guys like Terry Rozier, they come out of nowhere. You see them all the time. I mean, remember when Della Vadova was the next big thing in the NBA, how good he was? Oh, yeah. Terry Rozier is going to make $13 million a year after, his, you know, whatever his contract's up, he's going to get a dumb, a dumb new contract, you know, just because he – Played six good games. Now look at him. Right. Look at Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is one of the most overrated players in the league. He makes like $30 million a year. Um, Nick, good stuff, man. Always great calls, man. Really appreciate it. I'm with you. All right. Take care. Uh, by the way, uh, we got a minute 36 to go. Cleveland is up 124 to 92. They're up 32 points in a game four. Now keep in mind, there's a minute 36 left in the game. They're still shooting 60%. I mean, <laughs> Toronto's just dead, bro. They're dead, man. They're just dead, gutless. If Dwayne Casey's not fired tomorrow, um, th- there should be, you know, the, the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment Group, uh, whoever owns them, uh, should be ashamed. This is absolutely disgraceful, man. And you look at this series. They've given up 124, 105, 128, 113 in four games. I don't want to do the math on that. I'm usually very good at math. I would say that comes out to like around the median average of like 120. Let's do the math quick, and then we'll get to some more calls. Uh, we got some people waiting. Um, it's uh, – I don't even want to add this up because it's so disgusting. Um, that's 118 points a game you've given up. Now, keep in mind, you were the sixth best defense in the league this year. You gave your defensive efficiency was one of the best in the league. Um, and you gave up uh, the ninth least points in the NBA. Disgusting. Call your live. You're live. What's your name? 
and you're not there. Uh, Rob Job, what's happening? Hey, first off, Rob I'd Job, like what's... to say I'd like to say I think uh, the last ten callers were mistakes, and uh, I'm going to use that as motivation to be the best caller. You, uh, Rob Job, why do you? Who's take shots at the callers? We're trying to get more callers here. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just say, I'm, you know, I'm trying to go off that draft. Hey, you know, I don't get a call on that often. I'm always on the road, but big man. The other day I was in Minnesota. Turn on the draft. It's starting right at the beginning. And tell me, I mean, I don't know if you saw it right at the beginning or not. But sure. What? What were they doing? They had – they bring out – they announce 20 – the 25 players. They bring them out on stage, announce them, and say, these are our top prospects. What, are they shitting on everyone else that's available? Well, no, they, they invite a certain amount of people. To, to They invite the, the first – you know, and, and you have to remember, Rob, certain people um, – decline the invitation they may want to be at their house with their family they want to be at their school um they invite a certain amount of people and you know they, they invite probably the first 40 prospects which they're ranked i mean you know you're not going to put a sixth rounder in there you they know they're sixth rounder i mean they're going to invite a certain amount like they do in the nba they might invite 70 people to the combine i'm not saying that there's not more than 70 good players in in the nba but yeah they always do that i mean and people decline and, and they add in others uh, certain people you, know, you might you know, Baker Mayfield was the first pick in the draft. He didn't go to the he didn't go to the New York or wherever it was. And I and that was pretty boss to do that. But I, I'm not I'm just saying in the NBA, I've never seen them bring out people, announce them to the crowd, bring them out in their suit. These are our best players. Here they are. Right. Like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what you're shitting on every single person that's trying to get drafted that like they're pimping these guys. I don't know. I didn't like that at all. Like, you know, there's yeah, everyone's there to get drafted. I mean, you have to... Yeah, I mean, no, I hear you. I mean, it's a big draft, though. I mean, you, you can't you can't get everyone happy, make everyone happy. Hey, listen, you want to be out there for the the draft? Uh, you want to get recognized? You know, be the best player. You know, I, I don't. I hear you. I, I I get it, but I mean, you can't you yeah, can't make I mean, everyone happy. I guess. <laughs> yeah, NFL is a little weird. Hey, I think uh, I like uh, Nick from Dallas, but I think he might have hit his head a little. Was he really saying? Uh, uh, Why is that? Uh, like the guy from Indiana. Uh, I just forgot his name, but the only thing you were talking about, you know, the best guys to guard LeBron. Stevenson. Uh, yeah, Lance Stevenson. The only thing that Lance Stevenson is famous for, the only reason anybody knows his name, is because LeBron has busted him every single time the guy's seen a playoff game. That's the only thing he's famous yeah. for. I'm not sure That's if he it. was talking about Lance Stevenson or he was talking about Carlson because you know Carlson and 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 Turner, Miles Turner, are good defenders. Uh, maybe he was talking about them. I, he didn't really give me a name. Uh, I feel like he, you know, I, I don't remember who he said. But yeah, look, I mean, although he I, has been, I do like. Yes, he's Lance Stevenson has made a name for himself by letting LeBron bust him. Like he'll blow in his ear. He'll talk a bunch of trash, and, he's, and every time he gets busted, he, he's a weird character, Stevenson. He's uh, but he's been involved do, with some weird yeah. things. I do like him though, because you know he play, you know he kind of tilts me the way he plays uh, in basketball. But if you've ever watched him in an interview, 
he is nothing but respectful. Like in an interview after a game, he's very calm. He's very respectful about, you know, LeBron or saying, you know, he's the – like, I really like yeah, – I think uh, he just – he. I like him a lot. I, I like him kind of on the court. He can be a little prick, but I, I kind of like him because he's a lot like me. Like, I, I think, you know, like he doesn't – it's not personal. He's just on the court trying to get under your skin. It's the same way I do stuff on Twitter. I don't have any personal problems with people, but if you say something stupid to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about it. Like, I'm going to say I don't think that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, it's not personal. Like, I don't have any personal – I don't even know you. I'm just – you said something that I don't agree with, and I think it's dumb, you know. Uh, I respect the guy. You know, he, <laughs> he obviously he plays that way. Yeah. Did, hey, did you ever yeah. see the documentary they did uh, the, the summer before he got drafted? They took, like, the – I don't know what it was, the 15 best high schoolers in the nation, and they went to Rucker Park. They, I've not seen documentary. I, I'm not see, yeah, yeah. Kevin I, I haven't seen that. But I, I do remember he. Uh, I, I know he's from. I believe. I think he's from Coney Island. I think he went to the same school as uh, Stephon Marbury, Lance Stevenson, and he's kind of from the same area. If you've seen, he got game. He's from like that Coney Island, you know, kind of area. Um, no, I haven't yeah, seen that. Yeah, I'll have to look was, out for he, that. He was from there. Yeah, this it, it's from back in the day. I, I remember watching it on like ESPN two late at night. It was an old, you know, it was old then. And every yeah, I think like they called guy, him. Uh, they named him Born Ready. Uh, I think. I think he got like a nick. Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. And it was you know Kevin Love was there, and then there's another guy, uh, uh, another guy from Oregon that from the town I'm in. The guy got drafted. That was Kevin Love's friend. Which can't really remember his name right now, but he Definitely. anyway. Uh, yeah. So, hey. So I was watching this uh, interview with uh, Iguodala, and he said something that was really funny. He compared, you know, he was talking about Durant. You know, yesterday he shot pretty well. He's he's a damn marksman. He always shoots well, and he compared him to Jordan right. being in kind of a zone, and I almost threw up when he said that. Not because. Durant's not a good shooter and can't be compared to Jordan, but Durant has no backbone. The guy, when Jordan played, they actually cared. Like, Jordan would have never, ever, ever joined the Pistons after they whipped his ass. No. Like, yeah, I'm just going to join him. And if he wanted to, there ain't no way the Pistons would have taken him. They right. really hated each other that much. Like, they had pride. Like, I just, sure. I hate, it was, it just made me sick when, you know, Durant went there. Just, I mean, they stepped on his face, took his wife, you know, bought his kids stuff, and then he just, oh, I'll just join you. Like, you could have joined any team, but you joined the only team you can't, the Warriors. You know, they win 73. No, I, ba- but- I, basically, I basically compared it to, like, if you're a virgin and you, instead of waiting for the right girl, trying to mack on the, you know, the chick at the, at the, the bar, you – go and just get a hooker and have sex. And you're like, oh, I got, I got, I lost my, yeah. well, I did, I mean, but it's like, it's kind of lame. And I bought it, you know? Yes, it was, it was, it was unbelievably, it was the, it was the no backbone thing I've ever seen in sport to join that team. Like yeah. you can join any team, but the Warriors. And you remember Very how, lame. how bad, how bad, uh, uh, like Jordan hated the Pistons. Isaiah Thomas, Jordan said he wouldn't even be on the dream team. 
I ain't joining if Isaiah's on the team. I'm not even going to play. Like, they hated him that much. I, I really like you know, that pride. No, and you don't have that much in the NBA anymore. Uh, and that's why, like, I do kind of, like, Joel Embiid can kind of be, I think, irritating to a lot of other teams, but he does. I think he genuinely, like, doesn't like other teams. Uh, real quick, uh, uh, Rob Job, uh, Nick from Dallas is actually DMing me right now saying that, to clarify, <laughs> he met Lance with the toughest defender. Uh, he's not – he doesn't see a tougher defender than him on Philly, but he does with the Celtics. I think he does mean, like, raw dog, tough kind of guy, which I would agree. I think he's probably the toughest as far as, you know, he's kind of a raw, you know, Marcus Smart type. But yes. uh, he does say he likes you. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, but there's no there's no teams anymore that seem to hate people, you know. Yeah, I mean you gotta. Have, I mean there's gotta be some pride. There has to be something in you that says screw those guys. I ain't playing for them. Screw them. Exactly. Hey, where is, is where's uh where's Blackjack at? Is he around? Uh, Blackjack's on a plane right now, going to Vegas. He, he's he's oh, he said okay. he might call a little bit later, but no, he's not on right now. Cause, well, hey, if if you talk to him, I had a. A while back, he had – now, you know, I don't tell nobody how to spend their money, but he took this game a while back, and I was just so – I didn't understand it. Uh, it was the Blazers when they were down oh, – game four when they were down 0-3, he took the Blazers on the road down 0-3, and I was trying to just wrap my head around taking them. Like, I, I just had to, I just had to ask him about it, but if he's not around, I won't. Not that it's a. We'll call in tomorrow. You know what I'll I mean? Back. Like, all right. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll catch yeah, you. We'll just, catch you tomorrow, you know, Roger. Call, call back tomorrow. Yes, sir. Later. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Uh, Rob, job one of the regular calls. Let's keep it going. If you want to call in eight nine one seven eight eight nine thirty two ninety, good calls tonight. Uh, caller, what's up? You're live. What's your name? What's going on, big man? It's uh, Chance Betts. What's up? Twitter. Hey, what's happening? Uh, nothing much. Just in here uh, looking over the card tomorrow. You uh, see anything you like for tomorrow? Uh, you mean as far as basketball, baseball, anything oh, oh, in particular? Baseball, baseball, sorry. Yeah, just MLB. Uh, well, I, obviously we're back to a full card tomorrow, uh, and I think uh, obviously yeah, that's uh, exciting. Um, well, listen, I, I think uh, you know you got to look towards uh, the New York Yankees. Uh, Severino on the mound, but again, I mean, you got to lay over two dollars, you know, on Sevy. Uh, I'm not a big Drew Pomerantz guy. Mookie Betts is questionable. He's obviously the best player on the Red Sox, so that's obviously interesting. A line a little high there, though. Um, this Castillo for the Reds is pitched pretty well. Jason Vargas is an absolute mess. Um, you know, Mets started hitting a little bit tonight, though, so maybe that's kind of a sign that they're going to start getting it going here a little bit. Um, the Castillo had a good start in his last outing, but overall he struggled. Maybe go right back to the well with the over. Uh, I think they went over in eight of 12 in that series. So maybe go right back to the well. That's at nine. Uh, Vargas has been just an absolute mess. Um, you know, maybe, um, you know, go back to the well with, with the Astros. They were embarrassed a little bit in the last outing against Manea. Manea was very good against them. I'm waiting for Sean Manea to regress a little bit. And I'm waiting for Lance McCullough get going a little bit um tonight you, you look at what the Astros are doing I mean they've uh they've really jumped out on uh, this team I mean they have 11 runs tonight uh and look I want to pat myself on the own my own back because this was my play of the day on my show at uh, five o'clock 
Um, they have absolutely hammered Brett Anderson. And, you know, I, I want to quickly, Chance Betts, go on my fucking milk card for a second. If you bet on Brett Anderson <laughs> tonight, you're a Brett stinks. If you tell me what you saw on Brett Anderson, I want to hear it. This guy has one game. Everybody runs in a window to bet Brett Anderson. Get the hell out of here, Brett Anderson. This guy's never had a good season in his career. He's an absolute mug. Uh, you look at his outing tonight. Three innings, ten hits. Seven earned runs. He's a bum. Uh, they're crushing Brett Anderson tonight, Chance Betts. They're crushing. Yeah. Um, for tomorrow, I've been hitting these uh, grand salamis pretty hard. Uh, Sometimes it just gets you. out. Be killing it. Yeah. If you, if you can, uh, if you can just eye a couple pitchers just to keep it, just keep it decent. You don't need like Giolito tomorrow. If he just doesn't give up a ten runs, I feel like the under. Uh, tomorrow with all these eight and a half signs and you get a couple of tens. If you get pitchers like Giolito and uh, Ivan Nova just to pitch, pitch decent games tomorrow, I feel like the under uh, tomorrow for the Grand Slam. Yeah, I mean, those good. are those are hard to catch. I mean, I, I, you know, it's hard to bet unders in baseball anymore just because it, it just seems like the, the numbers are just inflated. But, I mean, on a big card, it's hard to really guess. I mean, on a card like tonight, I think it's a little bit easier to kind of, you know, find those – you know, those pitchers that you could hope pitch well, you know, like a Keiko to come back at it or, or something and, and pitch well like he has been or whatever. It's tough. I'll let you have fun with those. I'm not big of those. They're, they're tough. you got to cap seemingly every game. But, you know, all you need is a crooked result. Team puts up 14, 15 runs like we've seen lately, um, and that's going to be in jeopardy a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I just feel like you get a couple good outings from some of these pitchers that are just on the fence. Uh, you can cash those by 20, 30 runs. Two days ago, I had uh, under 133 and a half uh, Grand Salami, and that cash was probably, I think it was like 30 runs, 40 runs. So if you can get some of those pitchers, uh, like Mike Miner, I mean, uh, the total in that game is nine and a half for tomorrow and Tigers and Rangers. You get a good outing from Mike Miner, that's, you're saving a couple runs. So people just might want to look right. into something like that. Yeah, you really want to really want to Mike Miner? No, I'm just what I'm saying is, is if you can find a pitcher like that, like where you got a total at nine and a half, and say you look into the game and you think Mike Miner has a, has a chance. I mean, he's been pitching pretty decent so far this year. Uh, I mean, not him necessarily, I guess you could say, but like Ivan Nova, like a pitcher like that. Uh, you get a total up in the tens. If you can get him to pitch a good game, I mean that you're saving a good bit of runs if he can uh, keep the damage pretty low in a game like that with a high total. Chance bets, I like uh, it. I, I wish you the best, man. You, you're 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 a bigger man than me getting involved with that. There's a lot to to cap there. A lot of numbers to work out. I wish you the best with those. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, you have a good night, big man. I'll let you uh, handle the rest of the show. All right, Chance. Be easy, bro. Take it easy. Uh, Chance Betts likes the uh, Grand Salamis. Uh, caller, you're live. Big man, Matt Lawrence here from Indy, but I'm in Minneapolis right now. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good, yourself? Good, good. Yeah, I've been listening for the past, like, 20 minutes. I was on this bus ride back here to this hotel, but um, – I wanted to talk a little bit about LeBron. I wanted to, you know, can I get a little shout out for the Pacers and maybe how underrated they might be for this Toronto Raptors Cavs series? No, they lost. 
I know, I know, I know. But at the same time, no, no. Listen, they played well. I mean, they were a lot better than Toronto was. I mean, every game was close. I mean, other than that, uh, obviously the game that they blew them out in. But yeah, I, I was just kind of irritated. I, I thought the Pacers had a real shot. Um, they, you know, if anyone was going to beat LeBron, it was going to be the Pacers. And I was, you know, just yeah. kind of irritated that one game where you know, Tristan Thompson kind of went off, and, and just that it was that one oh, weird God. game. Uh, oh. Oladipo didn't play well sick. in that game. Yeah, that, that was kind it of the made difference. Me sick but, because, yeah, no, they, you know, it was a, they played it was a LeBron adjustment. You, you know, it was a LeBron. Yeah, adjustment. No, you're right. LeBron was the coach of the Cavs. LeBron wanted. Tristan to play in game seven. So Tristan plays in game seven and they dominate miles. Turner didn't show up in that game seven. And I'm a huge miles Turner guy and he he didn't show up. He got dominated by Tristan Thompson. It was real shame. And, and when you guys, when I heard you guys talking about who the best defender is against LeBron and whatnot, I mean, it's definitely not Lance Stevenson. I can tell you that I've watched it a million times. If anything, he he didn't say he didn't say it was Lance Stevenson. He just said that Lance Stevenson is the toughest defender on the Pacers. I, I, I guess. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what that really means. But, but well, uh, yeah, he, he's, Lance Stevenson he, is a tough guy. That doesn't mean he's tough to, to blow past and yam on. But, uh, I mean, I, I, say, I hear I'd you. Say Paul George, I'd say Paul George uh, when he was – before before the leg fracture was probably <laughs> tough, the toughest player. George gone, unfortunately. I know, I know he is. I know he is. Um, I'd be happy about that. Without Paul George. Oh no, I I definitely am. I definitely I'm still just sour about the past days when I thought the pace. Yeah. That's the thing is this is not the first time. This is probably the third time that the Pacers were a better team than anyone that LeBron was on. But LeBron is just – and I'm sorry, he, he is the LeBron. best player of all time. And I don't care what anyone says about Michael Jordan and yada, yada. I know how great he was. And and that's the thing is I – and when I hear uh, the other guy, he was a couple callers away, and somebody compared Durant to Jordan, I think that's the most equal comparison. I think that Durant is the closest thing to Jordan and yeah, they're different eras and yeah, maybe one person wouldn't join one team and whatever, but they're different eras. So you really can't compare them, but just in terms of scoring ability, they're the same type of player. I mean, no one could stop Durant. No one could stop Jordan back then. So that's how I feel about that. Situation. Yeah. I mean, Le- LeBron's a little bit more you know, physical. He's a better body type than Durant. I would say. Yeah, no, I definitely no. I think yeah. LeBron is better, but I think Durant is a better scorer. I mean, it's just I just think I think Durant. Me, this is me personally, just from a basketball standpoint. I think Durant's the best scorer of all time, and that may sound crazy, but I I just don't see how anyone matches up with him. Yeah, that's a bit crazy, I think. But no, I, I don't disagree. I mean, he's a good player. I I don't know the best, but. He's he's been very very effective, second best player in the league. Yeah. Um, so I know you you've been on the the soccer bandwagon and whatnot. What what are you thinking this this week? I know there's a lot of big matches in England. Uh, I'm on Swansea draw no bet. I'm on Chelsea win to nil. I'm on. Uh, 
Arsenal to win and Arsenal and over 2.5. And Juventus. Okay. I don't know why my – is my thing echoing? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I uh... – See, I, I think Huddersfield, I hope, I pray that uh, Wagner has something in his card. And stop Chelsea and, and pray for the draw. His phone, I think his phone cut out. Uh, I'm having trouble hearing him. Get, call back, Matt. I, I had trouble hearing you. Uh, Frank Fleming, what's happening? Ah, miracles tonight. Miracles. Hey Frank, I gotta talk to you. You had a, I thought the Mets looked good tonight. I mean, obviously the bullpen kind of screwed it up late, but I mean, you know, they almost screwed it up late. But you got to be happy with what Conforto did tonight. Nice night for him. Agon has two home runs. Bruce is a home run. You got to be pretty happy, Frank. I told you the Reds stink. You're gonna get a couple here against the Reds. Not over yet. Well, they won't win small. Jason Vargas is going, and Jason Vargas in that ballpark. <laughs> good point. But hey, last... listen, Castillo. Castillo's I, I not been allowed thirty running. Yeah, I mean, the over looks good. I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of runs in that game. But, yeah, Vargas has uh, been an absolute mess. Oh, my God. I, 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 I think these two teams mean with the Cincinnati Reds and the Cincinnati Dreads. That team is absolutely dreadful. <laughs> and that home run that <laughs> no, gave up this. That home run Scooter Jeanette gave up to. That that that, uh, that uh, gave up to Scooter Jeanette. That was an absolute cheapie of a home run. I mean, jeez. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, that's definitely was. Ridiculous. Hey, Frank. Frank, do you know in two starts, do you know how much, uh, do you know what opponents are hitting against Jason Vargas? It's like 830 or something like that? <laughs> no, 465, but still, that's very high. Uh, he's given up, uh, what do we have, 15 earned runs in two games? God. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to get, get demolished again tomorrow. You, 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 just, you just know that it's going to happen. Dude. So it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be <laughs> up to Wheeler uh, to win the series, and usually when that's the case, it's wheels off. <laughs> I got to admit, Frank, I mean, in two starts, these got to be two of the worst numbers I've ever seen. I mean, his whip is three. Three. You're lying. Bases loaded every inning. That's amazing. And <laughs> eight and a third. He's Frank. been not just bad. He's been stunningly bad. <laughs> and you know what? You it's know like, what's crazy? He, it's, he's, he's faced San Diego and Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's pretty good. But, I mean, San Diego, what was your excuse there? And you had the worst outing. I mean, he's been he's been beyond atrocious, and I have no confidence in Jamal. None. Uh, that uh, kid from Belfast wasn't too bad today. But yeah, well, I mean, they didn't really have any other option. Let me ask you, Frank. Did you uh, do you listen to Mike Francesa or no? Yes, I do. Yeah, he went off. I today mean, on I don't get much of a chance to listen to him. I don't get much of a chance. Yeah, to he went to off them, today but... on the Mets. Did you hear that? He went off on the Mets today. No, I was. And he busy at work. I'll have to send you the uh, little preamble he had, but he, I mean, he was pretty much on your level. Like he was really disgusted. Um, you know, and you look at, I mean, Frank, it doesn't make it easier that the Yankees have won what? 15 to 16. They're bringing pitchers up and they're throwing no hitters in six innings. They got, you know, Glaber Torres comes up. He's been uh, an anomaly. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to be pretty disgusted with that too, right? I mean, I, I don't understand what's going on in the next minor league system, how their players come up and they're never good. 
But as you've seen prospects come up and they're really great, I mean, there's something wrong. Well, I mean, like I, I said, luckily they're playing wrong. the Reds. And you're right. I mean, the the farm system. And you know what's crazy? When you your farm system is bad, it usually means that you've you've gotten good players back in return. You look at this roster. I mean, it's not a lot to like here, and they're cheap. I mean, they're not going to go out and do anything. It's not like they're going to go out and get a catcher. You know, they're not going to. Um, But luckily, they have some winnable series coming up. They're still 18 and 15. Um, But yeah, I mean, you got to wonder how were they 11 and one? How did they ever get 11 and one? Like. With this team, I don't know. Quite I mean, lucky, uh, really. I, I think I, I think I think it's going to be just a matter of time before they're in fourth place for the rest of the season on the way to ninety losses. Yeah, well, I listen. I don't think it's going to get that bad, but they are pretty poor right now. I mean, I, I can't agree with you. Uh, so, so tomorrow you think is an L. What do you think will happen with Wheeler and uh, who's pitching for the Reds on on Wednesday? I'm not 100 percent sure, but their their pitching is not good either. But my prediction is uh, wheels off. <laughs> uh, I think it would be for Reds. I think it would be. Uh, well, it's not Luis Castillo. He's pitching today. Uh, I think it would be. I'll have to figure it out. But uh, so you're saying wheels off for uh, for uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wheeler. Wheeler. All right. All right. All right. Sal Romano maybe um, make it the old Paisan. I mean, he helped. He pitched really good dirt with Friday, kept them down five nothing right away. Yeah, that's that's a good job. <laughs> Wheels off. Yeah, now and now Degrom's uh, going on the DL for precautionary reasons, and Cindergard is. Yeah, they're, they're lying. You have to they're admit it. Lying. It's starting to. It's starting to feel like Cindergard's getting close to an injury too. No. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Like he'll get injured soon. Season. It, it, the Mets like, would you be a, su- a walking disaster? Would you be surprised if he like breaks his arm in the next week? No, not at all. <laughs> well, Frank, listen, man, cheer up. Uh, you got to win tonight at least. You tried blowing it, but um, you know, hey, you got to yeah, win. Yeah, they, uh, and how do you? They, they tried. They and how really do you feel, tried. Frank? I mean, you're, Fleming is Irish, isn't it? Yes, it is actually. Well, how do you feel? Your countryman uh, was very good today. Seventy-three years since we saw a, a Belfaster uh, in in, uh, in in the major leagues. You got to feel pretty happy. Uh, you, you're, you, know, you came up pitch pretty well for the most part. Well, he had a good first start. We'll see what happens when he plays the major league team. Where's Chris Flexman, by the way? I haven't seen him in a while. He sucks. <laughs> No, I know he does. I just haven't seen him in a while. And I feel like they would have brought him up over this this guy. I guess this guy was throwing better. By the way, before Although, I let you go, Frank, do you know uh, – do you happen to know what Christian's nickname is? No, I don't. Big Baby. Hmm. So – Here's a piece of useless trivia for you. Uh, Frank, uh, we can find uh, Frank Fleming every every night, Frank, right on Barstool, your vlog. Uh, why don't you give a plug that? Well, I got my, uh, I got my, uh, my uh, Tanks vlog comes up uh, sometime around 2 o'clock or so on Barstool. I got my On the State, which is going to be posting at uh, right around midnight. And, of course, it's a fun one. It's looking back to the Devils-Bruins playoff series. 
and the Jim Schoenfeld have another donut incident. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. I think, that was, I think that's before my I just, time. But. I, I remember I just finished recording another episode of uh, Allow Me to Be Tank, Allow Me to Be Frank, uh, and we did a bonus episode, too, a little short about Ichiro. So stay tuned to that this week. I like it. How about this? Uh, Sam Dyson, according to your website, the Sports Encyclopedia, today's uh, birthday, Sam Dyson, who is one of the worst relievers in the major leagues, is 30 years old. How about that? Uh, Sean Marion, 40 years old. Alex Smith, 34. I like this website, yep. Frank. Very uh, very good. I, I haven't been on it in a while. It's pretty cool. I like. Hopefully, this. I'll start getting my baseball updates started this week. I mean, I've been trying to get them started yeah. for a couple of weeks now, but I just keep getting delayed. Yeah, I like this. Uh, how's Stu Finer? I haven't heard what, – what's he been up to? I heard he run – I saw he run a marathon. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, he tried to run a marathon the other day, so I guess he's uh, settling down from that. Now, the question is, yeah, when he, are we going to get you out running running a marathon? The 12th of never. <laughs> Me either. So we can uh, both not do it together. Uh, hey, Frank, good stuff, man. I, I, it's nice to hear you're in better spirits. You sound, you were pretty depressed in the last call you made uh, due to the Mets. So uh, you sound like yeah, you're in better I mean, spirits. I mean, the uh, 12, I mean, 26 feet is a marathon for me. <laughs> All right, Frank, good stuff, man. Comedian tonight. I like it. Frank, thanks for calling, man. All right. See you later. See you, Frank. Uh, Frank Fleming, everybody. Uh, Frank, uh, who goes by Tank. You can find him on Twitter at NJTank99. Frank Fleming, a good guy. Uh, nice series in better spirits tonight after uh, the last call. He's quite depressing on uh, his last call. Let's keep it moving. If you want to call in, give us a call, 917-889-3290, 917-889-3290. Uh, caller, you're live. I just live. All right. Caller, you're live. What's up? What's happening, brother? Hey, why don't you text me? <laughs> I wanted I'm, to think that was you shuttle. for some reason, but I, yeah, I wanted to think that I'm was you, but I, I didn't. Uh, waiting to go get a rental car, listening to Frank, and if that's an uplifting call from Frankie, good God Almighty. Well, he actually sounded pretty good, I thought. He was in better spirits. Uh, he, he's happy, I guess, for tonight. Uh, he's he's got to watch Jason Vargas pitch tomorrow, but uh, yeah, he's always pretty monotone. So, Oh, Frank. He's he's an American treasure. He's an American treasure. Blackjack Fletcher, everyone, if you didn't understand the voice. I'm kind of surprised you didn't text me. I would have pushed you on with Frank, but uh, it's all I good. Uh, how's the how's yeah. the trip, Blackjack? You're, you're heading to the hotel, uh, I'm guessing? Smooth flight. No, I'm actually going to get a car. Wait to pick up. Um, oh, how about that? You know, got a lot. Oh, you got the get the rent. Yeah, brother. I'm driving all over this town. I got a lot going on this week. So uh, busy week. What'd you get? A Ferrari. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I seriously doubt that's going to be what they give me. So why don't you let the listeners know what you're up to out there? Uh, we've got a new podcast coming out uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, live from the strip. That's going to feature some of the characters and people that give Vegas its color. So uh, we have some interviews lined up this week with uh, some very interesting people, some uh, impersonators, uh, Europe's leading fire eaters, uh, you know, a bunch of shows, uh, people, 
people uh, that, that are involved in those. So we got a lot going on out here. How about that? Fire breathers. Uh, that, that's interesting. Um, that, yeah, very cool. Uh, nice to see you're hanging out in Vegas with all the gamblers and the bookmakers. How about that? Uh, bringing old school Vegas back. Hey, can you get an interview with like uh, Lefty Rosenthal? That would be pretty cool. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. I've got I've got interviews set up. With actually, I think he's bookmaker. I'm pretty sure. I think he died actually. So. Well, I am interviewing a hypnotist tomorrow, so maybe he can help me communicate. Wow, that would be cool. Also, there's a guy, um, Blackjack, that might be a good interviewer. He um he's actually going straight now. I, I've actually seen him interviewed and stuff. He'd actually be probably interesting. Uh, his name's Frank Culotta. He was a uh, part of the hole in the wall gang. It was a bank robbery crew. They're really? pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he actually was on, um, if, if, if you know, John Taffer, he was actually on one of a uh, bar rescue. He was actually on one of the episodes. He was like, he had really? a connection to like this bar out in Vegas. Yeah. He had a connection to like this bar. Um, and he's actually pretty interesting. Like he, he ended up like, um, going into witness protection and he came out and now he's like out in Vegas, just like hanging out. But he's pretty interesting from, stuff that I've heard. Yeah, sounds like it, man. Yeah, we we got a lot going on out here, brother. It's gonna be uh gonna be a busy week, gonna be a fun week. Got a lot happening. So you know and it's always fun being in Vegas, baby. It's always fun. It's always fun. No, uh, hey, I, I don't I don't disagree. Vegas baby. Uh who was your how about this Patrick? Off the top of your head, I know you've been flying, but th- this is a good uh, on the spot. Who was your winner of the night in sports? Oh the Washington Capitals. Okay, because I was going to go T.J. McConnell, but that's a good one also. I mean, I, I understand that. McConnell had a great game in his first start in the playoffs, but the Washington Capitals got the monkey off their back tonight, brother. They finally beat the Penguins. I mean, I, I think – Yeah, I'm, I, I can't I, say I'm not those, mad seeing that. I think they wind up in the in the Stanley Cup final. I think that, that beating Pittsburgh was a huge mountain for them to cross, and now that they have, I think they're going to beat Tampa. And then they get Vegas Golden Knights, baby. Yeah, I mean they can't beat them, but nobody can. Hey, Blackjack, we should uh, we should consider maybe going to Washington if that happens. We should go to a game, Vegas. Uh, uh, I would be down for that. I have already committed myself to going to one here, but I will absolutely go to another one. We go see our boy Johnny Cashers down that way. Maybe we go see him. Uh, he does. He does. We can check the MGM out. Well, Blackjack, it's nice to hear you, man. You sound different on the phone. Be safe. Don't get pulled over in Vegas. Uh, you know, I don't think they're too nice to out-of-towners there. So Probably not. Do Probably you? not. I'll do my best to avoid it. Very good. Uh, Blackjack, uh, we'll uh, let you go. I know you got tons to do in Vegas. Enjoy your time, and uh, we'll talk to you, uh, you know, tomorrow or something. Sounds good, brother. Sounds good. See you later, Blackjack. Blackjack Fletcher, everybody, live from the Strip of Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, caller, you're live. What's up? BMOC, Scott Weaver. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's happening? No, I just had to call in, congratulate the Sixers on getting a W tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought they would get swept, swept out, but they uh, showed some resolve same, same. and uh, got the W tonight. Yeah, I listen. I wasn't surprised that they won. I I, I thought if they're going to win a game, it'd probably be tonight. 
I didn't want to lay the seven points, but um, no, they got, they played very well. I mean, everything they did tonight worked. I mean, they out rebounded the Celtics. They, they made some changes, which it's nice to see that uh, Brett Brack could still do that. Uh, ben had a pretty good game. Sarch is very good. Um, and look, the Sixers won without shooting the ball. Well, they didn't shoot particularly well, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously an uphill climb. We'll see how it goes though, going forward. Yeah. And, uh, I was listening to you guys talk about old school basketball and, you know, we talk about LeBron, Jordan debate. Um, you know, the, the team that Jordan had to go through um, to get just out of the East was ridiculous. Have you ever looked at the players that he had to get through? No. And that's, I think that's your biggest argument as to why Michael Jordan is better. I think LeBron just getting better than, than Michael. Um, and I think it's more or less like the, the physical stature that he has and, and, and that kind of thing. As far as Michael Jordan, though, I mean, yeah, the road there was much dip, more difficult. I mean, every team was good back then. Now it's it's not the so, same thing. It's, there are one or two good teams. But I will tell you, if LeBron wins the title this year with them bombs he's got, they you got to put him as the greatest ever. Oh, sure. And he's hey, look, he's got three t- titles already. Um, and, and look, I mean, you can, you can agree that, and, and I know this is a hard thing to kind of understand. Cause I mean, he did go and play with Wade and Bosch, but the other teams that he had, I mean, when he went, to, you know, they weren't good. I mean, Mo Williams was the best player. Still Trunus, Agalskis, those kind of teams. Uh, but no, look, Michael Jordan. I mean, I think that was like when I first really fell in love with basketball it was like 96, you know, when he averaged like right. 30 points a game and. You know, I was like seven, eight years old at the time, and it was just like, wow, you know, what an amazing, like, uh, human being. Just, But, you know, at this point, LeBron is just a physically dominating guy. It's amazing. Yeah, I, w- I went through the rosters yeah. in the last time Michael Jordan won the title, and just to get out of the East, there was eight Hall of Famers on the other team. Yeah. That's, that's not counting that's the good West and, and, and that, that side of the bracket, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you look at the East. I mean, who's a who's a Hall of Famer in the East currently? Like, other than LeBron? Nine. Off the top of my head, nobody. <laughs> Wade, Wade, maybe. Like, that's about it. And Dwayne yeah, Wade's Wade, Hall of Famer. Wade, Wade, Wade. You know, as far yeah, as the team's Wade. left, I mean, I think there's kids that have potential, like Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid maybe someday. But, you know. There's no one on the Pacers at the Hall of Famer. I mean, there's no one on, you know, Porzingis down the road with the Knicks, maybe, and you know. But yeah, I mean, then you look at the West. I mean, you know, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Curry. Um, you know, th- there's plenty of great players. You know, but yeah, I, I, I hear you. I mean, just in the East, there were what did you say, eight Hall of Famers? It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, you just look at. You know, you got had the bad boys. You had Moses Malone with Dominique Wilkins for the Hawks. You had Bird McHale Perrys for the Celtics. I mean, just those three teams alone um, were hard to get to. Sure. You know I mean? Sure. Plus, you look um, at, like, you know, back, you know, in, like, in his late years, like, with, you know, in 97, 98, those areas. I mean, you had, you know, Reggie Miller, you know, when, when you know, for Indiana. Uh, you know, you had – um, you had some of those, you know, Nick teams. I mean, those Nick teams, 97, 98, you know, with Ewing and, you know, they, they were some great teams. They're not necessarily Hall of Famers, but, you know, like Allen Houston, John Starks, Larry Johnson, Oakley, Charlie Ward. I mean, there were some good teams back then. I mean, 
Um, oh, yeah. Chris Dudley, those kind of things. David Shrimp, Rick uh, Smith, Reggie Miller, sure. Chuck Carson, yeah. even Milwaukee had Dale Elliott, Adrian Dantley, Jack Sigma. Um, and then look at look at for the record, look Tony at um, Hawkins, Percy Hawkins, Barkley, Malone. I mean the bullets and are look at English, Bernard King. I mean it goes on and on and on. I mean those even earlier. You look at you look yeah. at late in his career. You know, you look at the Charlottes, the you know the New Jersey now. I mean, look at Charlotte. I mean, Del Curry, um, Vladdy Divac, Bobby Phils, Glenn Rice, David Wesley. Glenn, you know all these, and then you know even like the New Jerseys in like round one. I mean, even New Jersey was oh, pretty Petrovic, good. Sam Blaylock. Yeah. Kendall Gill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Yeah. That's crazy. And and uh, you know, going to baseball, your Phillies, man. What about? The job that Eflin did, man. I mean, coming out two games in a row. Well, they're more of Donnie's Phillies, but yes, no. Eflin's been very good. He, he was pitched well tonight. Um, I think the big one big concern for me with them was, um, you know, the across the trip, you know, country trip. I mean, they were in Atlanta. They had the sweep, but then they went up to Philadelphia. Um, they didn't, um, you know, they, they didn't show up tonight. Um, they, they were very poor. Zamarja wasn't good, but yeah, Eflin pitched well. He was fantastic. Yeah, so it was a good good night in Philly, and uh, man, you got a good good shot at catching that uh, Golden Knights ticket, man, out there. Just man, I'm hoping. Hockey. I would like to hit that. I don't bet much of hockey, but yeah, that'd be nice, man, to hit that. I, uh, you know, I kind of you know fell into it, and I was like, you know what, I'll give it a shot, and uh, yeah, it's worked out pretty well. Let's hope it uh, continues. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, man, what a game! The Caps beat the Pens, man. Get that monkey off their back, man. What a but the controversy no, in there was it even a goal? Win. Was it even a goal? <laughs> Did you mean the game winner? Yeah, was it even a goal? I I just watched the replay. I could barely see it. I mean, it didn't look it didn't look like it went in, but I guess it did. Yeah, I mean. By the know, way, Scott, uh, do you remember it. this guy? You remember this guy from back in the day? Like he played for the Nets and like the Magic and the Heat. Do you remember that guy, Ronnie Cycli? Ronnie Cycli, big curly hair from Syracuse. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, the reason the reason I mention him is um I don't know if you know this, but he's actually a a huge DJ. Like he's a big DJ, like a big Are house DJ, and like yeah, he has a show on. He's really good too. He has a, he has a show on uh, Sirius XM. Uh, it's really good. He's really good. Like I love Ronnie Cycli on on the twos. What ta- what twos. channel? Really I'm gonna have to check it out now that you mention it. Um. I think he's on Electric Area. It's on Saturdays, I want to say. He does a lot of, like, really deep house, like, really, really, like, melodic deep stuff. Like, he's really good. I I always listen to that. Uh, It's called Sugar Free Radio. It's really really good. He does, like, all the big, like, clubs around the world. He's really good. Wow. So he went from pro basketball to DJ. That's freaking cool as hell. Yeah, he's he's in his 50s now, but he's – He's really good. He's put out a ton of hits, man. Like you know, in the in the DJ world, he's really good. Wow, I'm gonna have to check that out, man. But yeah, you know, I heard uh, the guy talk about Kareem and and those guys, man. There's no doubt that the competition was uh, way better up and down. But and basketball has changed so much. Even even you know, I'm a little older than you are, but even even still, I mean, the game has transitioned to the you know, five guys at six five running up down the court as opposed to that big guy in the middle and just dump it to him and let him dunk, you know what I mean? 
Right. I mean, the, the athlete is so much better now, you know, as far as like, you know, you, you just look at the body types and that kind of stuff. It's, it's pretty amazing. Scott, always good to hear from you. How are your kids, man? Oh man, they're good, man. This, uh, this summer, my daughter's, uh, team went 14 and 0 in softball. So, um, that's been exciting. Then my that's son great. finished second in their, um, their, uh, tournament, uh, lasted from, I think the first game was 8.30, and they finished at 11.30. So they're doing good, man. But, you know, time flies. I mean, hell, it's already May. You know what I mean? It's uh, They're almost out of school. So um, it's crazy how time flies and, and things get past you. You know what I mean? Oh, you're totally right about that. I definitely does fly. Uh, good hearing from you, man. Don't be a stranger. Hey, no doubt, man. Hey, have a great night, buddy. All right, Scott. See ya. Uh, Scott Weaver calling in. Good guy there. Known him a long time. Uh, last call of the night. You're up. And you're gone. All right, guys. That's it for the show. Viva La Vegas. Thanks to all the callers. A lot of people tuned in tonight. A lot of people called in. It was calls from, you know, start to finish. Great stuff, everyone. Appreciate you all uh, checking us out tonight. Uh, Blackjack even checked in. Frank Fleming, Scott Weaver, um, Matt Lawrence from Indiana, uh, Nick from Dallas, Emza, um, who else called? Ch- Chance Betts called. Uh, a lot of great callers here. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place, 1030 Eastern, uh, presented by the Action Network. Thanks to South 101, for, as always, for sponsoring the hotline. I got to get off the air, guys. I got to go uh, to the store and do my thing. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a new steel. Beaver!